Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the JB Show. We're bringing you the NFL Weekly Talk Show, Week 14. Uh, my name is Vince, brought to you by my boy, John. What is good? What's good? The Virgin. <laughs> What's good, John? How are you, man? I'm good. I just just PSA everybody. Vince may be a little drunk, so he may be really honest. So Listen, I'm not drunk yet, but it might get to that point once I get to tequila time or blue moon time. Oh, man. blue moon time. Yeah, that sounds a little little bit more interesting. Well, tequila time does have a good ring to it, but hell no. Have you seen somebody on full tequila time? That's scary shit. If yeah, you're it's drunk not good. on tequila, it's a totally different drunk. And atmosphere compared to a, a beer drunk. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Anyways, anyways, we're talking about football here. So we're going to bring you every single matchup coming into week 14, starting off with a Super Bowl rematch. Oh. Patriots, Rams down in SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California. You got the eight and four Rams who are kind of, you know, they're they're I, I'm kind of questioning their team a little bit. Don't really know what to say, but also same thing with the Patriots. You have, you know, Cam Cam Newton. Um he he's the quarterback over there in New England. So I, I'm looking at this matchup and I, I kind of see a question mark because I don't know which way to go on who I really pick. Because you have you have two solid quarterbacks, you have two solid teams, but two teams that need to win this game. Uh, they 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 need to win this game. Both sides need to win. So so Vince, yeah. I'm going to ask you, where do you see this game heading? Yeah, man. Honestly, I haven't really looked too much into this game. I, I've looked a couple times, noticing like, oh shit, that's right, we got Thursday night football. Oh, by the way, it's the Patriots and the Rams. So I think the homer in me is leaning towards the Patriots. If I had to make an actual non-homer pick, I'm picking the Patriots. And here's why. Like, I picked them last week. Uh, I really liked uh, the matchup that they had against the Chargers, and they absolutely fucking destroyed them. 45-0, to zero, John. It wasn't even a matchup. And like I said, the Patriots weren't going to lose that game. I don't give a fuck. It would have came to hella high water. They were not going to lose that game. And I said the Deciding factor would be Bill Belichick versus Justin Herbert. Was I correct or was I not? You were correct. I was correct. And the reason why I said that is not only is Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks very, very good, uh, and I believe it's 21 wins to nine losses now. It was 20 wins to nine losses. You could fact check me on that, anybody, but uh, Bill Belichick has been good, and that's exactly why I said that it necessarily wasn't the Patriots' defense that actually showed out in the special teams, not necessarily the offense, against a Justin Herbert-led Chargers team. Uh, Herbert looked lost. He didn't know what to do against the Patriots' defense, and that defense looked very strong, and then the special teams showed out as well. And then they had the running game to go along with it. I think the Patriots are starting to find their stride in the team that they actually are. They're not a passing team. Uh, Cam Newton had very little passing yards that game, and there was 45 points scored in the game. 
Damian Harris looked like a uh, a very capable running back to lead a team uh, to victories. The Rams are coming off of some wins and some losses the last few weeks, right? And they're in a must-win as well, along with the Patriots. Uh, but listen, the Seahawks lost last week, so that was good for the Rams. But like you said, it's a must-win for both. I'm picking the Patriots. I think the running game is going to be a difference. But are they able to stop Aaron Donald? That dude is the baddest man on the fucking football field in the entire league. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. And then that, and I'm going to kind of, you know, base my pick off of that. If the Patriots cannot stop Aaron Donald from getting to Cam Newton, um, shot. exactly. So I'm going Rams. I'm going Rams in this matchup for that simple fact. I don't know if the Patriots can stop them. Um, I don't know if the Patriots can really stop this, this rush D or, uh, you know, we're, I'm not, I'm not going to take that back. The Patriots cannot stop Aaron Donald. Um, it's not even the fact of the defense, it's just him. Him in general, they won't be able to stop him. Um, but to your point, Vince, if they do, I think the Pats could win. But as of right now, I am picking the Rams in this matchup in California to move them to nine and four. Which is keeping keep in mind, this is a Thursday night game. This podcast will be published on a Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so um, the results will have already come out. So we will see who who is right, um, who is right in this matchup. But as of right now, I, I think Aaron Donald, um, it, it, he will be a major factor in how this game plays out. Agreed. And let me just go ahead and throw this at you. Aaron Donald was completely shut down all the way in the Super Bowl against the Patriots just a couple years ago. That offensive line was very good. This offensive line is very good as well. So we'll see how it matches up. Uh, the thing that the Patriots do very well and Bill Belichick uh, does very well is take away your best playmaker on either side of the ball. Uh, so they're going to focus in and hone in on Aaron Donald. And then also with the offensive side of the ball, they're going to try and take away Cooper Cup and that receiving core. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very successfully. Uh, they're going to hold their corners uh, and then they're going to fill the gaps as well. Uh, with that rush defense of there. So we'll see. It's going to be a very intriguing matchup uh, coming into a short week here on a Thursday night football game. It's going to be interesting. So uh, we'll see which way it swings. I do know the Rams are favored, uh, but honestly, in the matchup like this, doesn't really speak too loud to me. So going off of that, let, let's take a ride over to Charlotte, North Carolina, where you have two, four and eight teams matching up. You have the Denver Broncos, Facing off against the Carolina Panthers, um, Denver is five and one all time versus Carolina. That is including the playoffs. Uh, and, I mean, obviously at that time you you did have Peyton Manning, um, so so you you have a little bit of a, a change there. But um, uh, with this matchup, I I'm kind of looking at um, two teams that just aren't really good. Um, I mean, you saw what happened with the Broncos with their quarterback situation with COVID. Um, every single quarterback on that team um, had to be had to quarantine. Um, so they went to a wide receiver uh, as quarterback uh, who was a quarterback uh, in his earlier days of playing football. Uh, but, but with that being said, you have two teams that are just, just mediocre um, at best. Yep. They're both four and eight. 
Uh, and in this matchup, I mean, I don't really think there's too much to look at besides the fact that I, I believe that the Panthers will win. And I say that with hesitation in my voice because this is another big question mark. I see it. I, I see it going either way because with these games that with, with these games that have teams that are both very mediocre, um, they can go either way. And, you know, you have just teams that just make mistakes and this is going to be one of those games where I think the team who makes the least amount of mistakes will win. Um, so right now I am picking Carolina to win this game outright in bank of America stadium. Vince, how do you feel about that? Do you think the Panthers can win? Do you think the Broncos can pull this off somehow? What is your take on the Broncos versus the Panthers? Listen, I'm a big Drew Locke fan, and I know a lot of people are hesitant to uh, back him as a quarterback, and rightfully so, right? He's had his struggles going into the year, uh, but that offensive line has been abysmal. Uh, he hasn't been protected very well. I think he's a better quarterback than what he has shown the entire year. Uh, and especially if Jerry Judy is able to come into the game fully healthy, uh, which I fully expect. Uh, I don't believe he has any injury designations at all. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but look for Jerry Judy to have a big game this week. And I say this, and this is why. Panthers secondary has been very bad the entire year. They haven't progressed at all on getting better, right? And Jerry Judy, I think, is going to be a, a pure star in the league such as the Julio Joneses and Odo Beckhams, uh, the Michael Thomases in the league, I think he's a couple years away from that. Uh, like Devontae Adams was. When Devontae Adams first came into the league, uh, he showed some promise, and it took him a few years to get to the superstar uh, that he is now. But look for Jerry Judy to have a big week. Uh, Drew Locke as well. I can see him throwing for a few touchdowns. We'll go ahead and say three, well over 250 yards. Uh, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people expect. Uh, but I could also see it being a very low scoring game as well. If they're able to come out and throw some punches on the defensive side of the ball and throw some blitzes that the other team wasn't expecting and putting some pressure on Drew Locke, which is something that if the Panthers have any shot in winning this game, they have to do from the get-go. Uh, I have the Broncos. So you have the Panthers. Like you said, it's a toss-up at this point. Just flip a fucking coin. Don't put your money on it, though. Absolutely, just, yeah. Just stay just away from it. Flip, flip a coin. Just, just, just flip a coin. Um, next game, we're going to go up to Chicago, where the Houston Texans, the 4-8 and eight Houston Texans, are facing the 5-7 and seven Chicago Bears. Um, Houston is 4-0 all-time versus Chicago, and I believe they will make it 5-0 all-time versus Chicago. Um, I, I think that – I think Deshaun Watson, you know, even with as good as this Bears defense can be, notice the words can be, I think that Deshaun um, will lead this team to a win um, in week 14 against the Bears, and that is all I'm going to speak on this game. Um, Vince, what do you have? Yeah, man, you know, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, and this is why. And I'm super hesitant to take them. I love Deshaun Watson more than the next. Uh, I think he's a very good quarterback. Uh, he has the potential of being a superstar quarterback at that. But when I look at the Chicago Bears team, they got blown out, and they gave up over 40 points against a Packers team a couple weeks ago. And then last week you had them where I believe they won. Uh 
didn't really pay attention too much to last week's games, but uh, the Bears looked decent last week. They got the win, and uh, their defense either shows out or they don't show up at all. Uh, so we'll see what they do. The Texans have struggled on offense the entire year. Romeo Cornell is a fucking flat-out joke of a coach. I think he has been his entire career. Honestly, I'm not a fan, never have been, and never will be. Uh, but if the Bears defense is able to show out with Khalil Mack on that defensive end, it's going to give Deshaun Watson some trouble, and he's been on his back quite a bit this year. So uh, I'm going with the Bears on this one. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, and then also David Montgomery as well. David Montgomery had a couple touchdowns himself last week. He showed out. Uh, so look for look for David Montgomery to follow up on his good week last week and ride the momentum in to the Texans game. Interesting. Interesting pick. So we are both picking opposite teams. First three games of the slate. Next one, hopefully Vince, maybe we can agree on one thing, but I'm still hesitant to make this pick. But next we're going to go to Cincinnati where the Cowboys are playing the two nine and one bang. And I was wrong, by the way. The fucking Bears lost. What a dumbass. They lost to the Lions and they gave up a lot of points. True. 34 to 30. So I just talked out my ass without knowing exactly what I was talking about. Super stupid. That's what alcohol does to you, by the way. But <laughs> then again, like like I said, to at least back up my point on either their their defense shows out or they don't show up at all. Uh, the first three weeks of the season, actually, first six weeks of the season. They went five and one, and their defense was showing out. Uh, they played the Lions. They actually won 27 to 23 in week one. Uh, only gave up 13 points in week two to a Giants team that I believe still had Saquon. I could be wrong on that. Like, I've been wrong quite a bit. Uh, and I'll probably sound super stupid in this one and super sloppy the entire episode. But uh, they also played a Colts team, gave up 19 points, only scored 11, lost that game. Then beat a Buccaneers team. The following week, 20 to 19, they've been all over the board. Uh, if their defense could somehow show out, and from the looks of it, the last few weeks, they've been giving up uh, 24 or more points other than the Vikings game where they only gave up 19 and still lost. Uh, they've been in a little bit of a rut. So uh, I need to get back on my game like Bears need to get back on theirs. So Absolutely. but I think Clem Michael have a big game. And this one, he'll be the deciding factor, get a couple sacks, be be the, the game changer and the MVP of the game. Uh, he's one of the better defensive players in the league uh, and one of the most scary ones at that. Anyways, like I said, not, not too much to really talk about on that game. I just sound stupid, but the Bears, that's my pick. <laughs> so, 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 so going back to the Bears, I thought that was his pick, but, but continuing um, this next game, you have the Cowboys at three and nine. Bengals two nine and one. Dallas has allowed the most points um, in team history at thirty two point eight points per game, which is abysmal, given the fact that they 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 have the 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 mask of what looks like a good defense when behind the scenes it is it is very very scary. Um, not because of the skill, and and that's what I'm gonna say here. The Cowboys will not win this game if they don't show any effort. I have gotten to the point in this season where I've looked at this team and have seen that this team just does not give 
give the effort that it does. There was a play against the Ravens where it was a wide open throw. Lamar Jackson had him cleared dead to rights, but they had the Cowboys had three defenders right there and couldn't bring him down. And it was a there was one questionable move. I want to say it was by Chidobe Awuzie, um, where he just didn't make the play and just just completely kind of froze. And that's what you see this team doing is they're just not putting in the effort on this defensive side um, to really pull off games. And I'm going to be a homer on this one. I think that Cowboys can beat a two nine and one abysmal Bengals team. Um, it's the battle of the backup quarterbacks over in Cincinnati. So right now I am picking Dallas, um, but I'm just going to throw this little 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 kink in the cod there. If if they do not show any effort on the defensive side, the Bengals will win. That's just clearly there. I'm not going to even talk about skill. I'm talking about pure effort and wanting to win. If the Cowboys don't show it on the defensive side, they will not win this game. Vince, how do you see this team, this game going with um, these two teams combining only five wins on the season? Yeah, man. Can I just be honest? I really don't give a fuck about this game. Like you said, both teams have five wins combined on the season. That's terrible. Uh, obviously, the Bengals had a huge injury with Joe Burrow. Uh, I'll continue to say this. Uh, get well, Joe. A uh, huge fan of you, man. Uh, he's going to be a, a, a star in the league. Uh, a minor setback for a major comeback. It's a it's a cliche saying, but it's going to be true for him. Uh, he's a warrior. He's a fighter. So he's going to be back and stronger and better than ever. But True for both quarterbacks on the both of these teams. Yeah, man, and Dak as well, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dak, and I have been, listen, honestly, probably before you, John. I, I love Dak in, at Mississippi State. He was a, a, a terrifying player uh, coming out of Mississippi State. He had a very good career there. Uh, killed the Razorbacks, uh, but who doesn't kill the fucking Razorbacks <laughs> the past few years? But – if I had to pick a, a team in this one, I'll go with the Cowboys for the sheer fact of either it's Brandon Allen or whoever the else the fucking quarterback is for the, the Bengals. Uh, I know Brandon Allen, a former Razorback quarterback at that, uh, he got a little bit banged up later on in the, the game last week. And they're just not a very good football team. It's as simple as that. Both of these teams aren't good. Uh and there's not too much else to really say about that, but I think Andy Dalton going against his former team in the Bengals, he's going to show out this week. He's going to show him why he's still a feasible quarterback in the league and can lead his team to uh, a couple wins. Um, in order for the Cowboys to have any shot, they have to win out at this point. Uh, but listen, the, the Eagles are still a threat. And then you have the Giants as well. They had a huge upset against the fucking Seahawks. That talk about the, if, we're, if we're talking about the NFC East, let's talk about a bigger upset. The Redskins, Washington football team, Washington football team, my apologies, Yeah, against the Steelers. Like, who, nobody. I agree, but here's the thing, though. I don't think the Steelers are as good as what people are portraying them to be. I think Big Ben is obviously on the back nine of his career. Juju Smith is not that star receiver that everybody thinks and wants him to be. And I love Juju. Uh, one of my favorite players in the entire league, honestly. But behind Odell Beckham, it's probably Odell and then Juju 1A, 1B uh, for my favorite players in the league. 
Uh, Chase Claypool is their best receiver, and then James Conner hasn't really done shit the entire year. Uh, hell, I don't even know if he fucking played in the last game. Uh, and then Benny Snell as well had a very weak game last week. Honestly, listen, the Red, the football team. <laughs> we both made. We, we both we, almost said it. Anyways, the football team, the Washington football team, they're they're a good team. Their defense is very good, and uh, they showed it. They had the number two pick overall last year, and he showed out. So, uh, Chase Young, he balled out last week, man, and he was the deciding factor. Uh, and it was funny. I don't know if you saw this video, by the way. Um, and we're talking about different teams when we're trying to talk about the Cowboys and Megals. That shows you – how much we don't give a fuck about this game, unless you're well, a I, 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 I Bengals fan. Yeah, I yeah, care. yeah, you care, but honestly, Cowboys fans aren't people, so we ain't too worried about you. To be honest. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tomlin uh, had Chase Young on the sideline uh, live during the game, and he was like, "I hope I never lose," and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know exactly verbatim what uh, Mike Tomlin said, but he said. I would never want to lose that many games to where I got a player like you, which means in order to get a player like Chase Young, you have to lose at least at a minimum 13 games upwards of all 16 at that point. So uh, that speaks volumes. Chase Young is going to be a generational talent uh, in here in a couple of years. He might be the best defensive player in the league, but nonetheless, I have the Cowboys. John has the Cowboys. The Bengals are just an abysmal franchise and they need to move on from the head coach. We'll see what ownership does going into the next year with Joe Burrow trying to get healthy and ready for opening kickoff in week one of the 21-22 season. Absolutely. So moving on from that game, we're going to talk about a always a, a good matchup. You got the Packers and the Lions. Um, that's always a historic matchup there. Uh, right now, I don't see any reason why the Packers will lose this game unless they keep on what they've been doing against NFC North opponents this season, giving up, on average, 37, 37 points per game against any or every NFC North uh, opponent. So um, yeah. I, that could be an issue. That could be an issue, but I, I, don't, see, I don't see the Packers losing this game. Do you? No, I don't see it, but listen here. Uh, just a quick teaser for the uh, Beat the Books episode three coming out tomorrow on Saturday. You don't want to miss this. Listen, the best bet of the week at the moment as I'm talking is going to be on this game. Currently, it's at a minus eight favorite for the Packers. Obviously, on the other side, it's going to be a plus save for the Detroit Lions as the underdog. Don't hit the money line. Don't hit the total. I'm going to tell you where to take the spread on this game. It might surprise you, uh, but I do have the Packers winning. I think it's going to be a closer game than people expect. I agree. And that might give you the answer on where I lay on this game. But we'll see. But at the moment, the best bet of the week is going to be on this game. You do not want to miss it. I was on fire last week with the picks, and the best bet 
was so fucking easy. I I, I said I would have bet a million dollars on the game last week with the Rams winning at a plus one and a half. That was cheese money all day, baby. They won the game outright. Yeah. So actually, I believe it was a minus one and a half, but or a two and a half. Sorry, it was a minus two and a half. Very sorry on that. Alcohol does it to you. They were a minus two and a half. They just needed to win by a field goal. They shit on the Cardinals. Nonetheless. Yeah, right. Week one of beat the books, successful in the best bet. Week two, same thing. Week three, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Going to the next game, we are going to take a trip down to Jacksonville for a fantastic matchup. That's always a good one. You have the rivalry between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee is 6-1 and one against Jacksonville since 2017. That speaks volumes. And, uh, yeah, Tennessee is going to tighten their way through Jacksonville, tear up this Jags team, um, and just, just completely just demolish what the Jacksonville team stands for at the current moment at 1-11, second to the Jets. Um, you know, it's, it's still it's – it's a terrible situation down in Jacksonville – um, but I see the Tennessee Times having no issue going down there and pulling this one off. Vince, how do you think this is going to go down in Jacksonville? The Titans are going to absolutely run over the Jaguars, but then again, the Titans can't stop the run to save their fucking life, and James Robertson is looking like one of the, the premier backs in the league as an undrafted free agent. Uh not too much to really talk about in this game. I wish my cat would shut the fuck up. But uh, I think Derrick Henry is going to have a bounce-back game this week. Uh, he's going to show out against the Jacksonville defense that has struggled. Uh, and then, listen, the Titans did not look good at all last week against the Browns. I had the Browns in that matchup. So did I. Uh, as the underdog, by the way, they were a plus-six underdog, and they smoked the Titans. That 38 score, points in two quarters. Yeah, yeah. 28 points in two quarters. The score at the end of the day uh, was very close, but the game in general was not that close at all. The Titans were getting clapped. Butt cheeks were clapping the entire day. And just, just to, just to correct you, out. Vince, it wasn't 28. It was 38, my point. 38 points, my guy. Anyways, <laughs> the butt cheeks were clapping, like I said. So <laughs> – Pick the Titans in this one. I think butt cheeks are going to still clap in this one, and Derrick Henry's butt cheeks are going to be the ones clapping. That sounds super weird. Yeah, but uh, Titans all the way. In- weird here Titans. on the TV show. It's not going to be a matchup. By the way, can we just say on the three picks that I made last week? I believe I had the Jaguars. I had the who Jets. else, John? The Jets. I had the, and Jets, had the Falcons, and I had the Falcons. Now, I would have never bet the money line on these. I believe I actually gave out a money line pick on the Beat the Books episode for the Jets. Can I just say something, John? Is you going to say Jets, that I'm right? If the Jets, no, listen, if the you were right, and I, by the way, I paid John his $10. <laughs> I, I, I always take the unfavorable, unfavorable side of bets. Always have since fucking high school, middle school days, you know, always took the the underdog because no one wants to put their money where their mouth is on the underdogs and always want to take the big favorites. 
that necessarily wasn't the case in this one, but if you bet the spread on all three of these games, you would have won on all three of these games. And if the Jets didn't fucking blow it like only the Jets could, on the last play of the game for the Raiders, a 42-yard pass from Derek Carr, a mediocre quarterback at that, to Henry Ruggs, why the fuck do you blitz with 12 seconds left in the game and give up a 42? Why are you not playing prevent defense? You're blitzing. Is the what reason are you why they're doing, all- Greg Williams? What are you doing? You are stupid. There had to have been a call down from upstairs being like, listen, bro, we can't win this game. You fucking kidding me? Trevor Lawrence, bro. And all Greg Williams was like, yeah, man, all fucking go, man. Blitz the shit out of that boy. Let Henry Ruggs be wide open. We got to get Trevor. Tank for Trevor is a real thing, by the way. And the Jets are going to get him. How many weeks do I need to say this in a row, John? Trevor Lawrence, stay the fuck in college. Do not do it. (laughs) Well, there's Vince's take on Trevor Lawrence. And we're going to talk about... Uh, another, you know, another interesting matchup here, which I didn't expect us in the beginning of the season. Uh, but we're going to talk about the 11 and one Chiefs against the eight and four Miami Dolphins. Um, but kind of an important statement here. Kansas City has won nine straight um, against road opponents. Um, and that's the longest streak in the NFL. And, you know, when this COVID ridden season took place and has been taking place, uh, you 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 really don't have too much of a home field or um, away field advantage or however you want to play that because there are teams that are play you know play well at home play well away, um, but I still think that speaks numbers especially um, this season especially with how well the Chiefs have played. Um, so I think Mahomes is going to show out. I mean he is him and Tyreek Hill. I mean it's just it's it's a ridiculous ridiculous matchup um, than duo that they have over there in, you know, in, in freaking Kansas city with Andy Reed, you know, I mean, congrats to him, congrats to, um, you know, that team. But um, I, I see, I see even, you know, I'm just going to say this right now. I think that, you know, even if some of the main stars in this game were out, I still think that the chiefs would win this game. I think the chiefs are an overall better team. They're going to go to 12 and one um, and the dolphins are going to fall to eight and five Vince, Do you agree or do you not agree with this? Uh, I totally agree on this one as well. Uh, There's a couple games that I have uh, a best bet interest in. Like I said, the Lions and the Packers is where I'm leaning at the moment for the best bet. That could very easily change. Uh, When I go to record the episode, we're we're recording this on a Wednesday. This episode is going to be put up on a Friday. The Beat the Books is going to be put up on a Saturday. So I'll be recording that episode tomorrow on a Thursday. So at the moment on Wednesday, the best bet is going to be leaning on the Packers and the Lions game. But with this Chiefs and Dolphins, obviously I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the entire league, offense or defense. I don't give a fuck. He's just the best in general. Uh, I don't see, honestly, any team at this point of the season beating them in the regular season. Their defense has struggled uh, a hefty amount. And I think that's what's going to be their downfall if they do lose in the playoffs. 
Uh, but if they're able to shore that up in the in the coming weeks, uh, you're going to look at back-to-back championships for the Kansas City Chiefs. And let me go ahead and put it to you straight. Coming from a New England Patriot fan, diehard, lifelong Patriots fan, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback to ever play the game of football right now. Today, he's the best ever. And I'm saying wow. this today. And he's better than Tom Brady. 2020. He's better in 2020. And I said, listen, and I said this his rookie year. Obviously, I'm not on a podcast where it's out there for anybody in the world to see. Uh, but I said this Patrick Mahomes rookie year, obviously after he went off in a major, major way uh, the first few weeks of the season. But I just saw something in Patrick Mahomes where he had that. There's only a couple other players I will ever put into the category of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Wayne Gretzky. That's it. I mean, you can say, you could say Jimmy Johnson or Dale Earnhardt Sr. for racing. You could say Sidney Crosby or somebody else for hockey. Honestly, for me, Patrick Mahomes is in the same discussion as Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. They sit at the top and everybody else in sports history they're a level below those three. I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. Uh, today, as we sit and we're doing this, then Tom Brady, he's the best of all time. Well, so, we'll see what happens. Uh, best bet, uh, not leaning on this one at the moment, uh, but still have a day or so to, to think about that. Uh, but moving on. Uh, we're going to East Rutherford. The Giants had a huge win last week against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money in that. <laughs> yes, they did, including uh, me. The Giants played the best defensive game that any team has played the entire year in the NFL. Uh, they're going up against the Cardinals team that now has two straight losses, uh, back-to-back to the Patriots and the Rams. Uh a low-scoring game, I think, is going to be in store for this one. Uh, we'll see how it is, but the Giants' defense, they're looking very strong. John, what's your take? I don't think Colt McCoy can lead them to back-to-back wins. I think that when it comes to quarterbacks, you know who's the best quarterback out of these two teams. comes wide receivers, you know who's the best wide receiver out of these two teams. Um, I, the, the, the Cardinals are going to win this game. I mean, I, I, I feel more – it's odd – I feel more confident saying that the Cardinals will win than what this podcast started. Cause I was looking over the, the, the spread of how many games we had to go over. And I was looking at this, I was like, Ooh, maybe the giants could pull this off. Um, but I don't think the giants are going to have a put together game like they did last week. I really don't think they will. I think the Cardinals are going to pull away with this one. Um, I think it will be low scoring, but I do think that the Cardinals will win um, in this game by at I, I think five to seven points um and but a big if you put the ratio to it so like i i see somewhere you know i mean like 19 to 14 some weird score like that 
um, like 17 to 10, something, some low scoring game like that. Um, I think that the Cardinals will win this game up in East Rutherford. Uh, the move the Giants to five and eight. So, Vince, do you see the Cardinals pulling this off, or do you think the Giants can pull off back-to-back wins? I listen. That's not back-to-back wins, John. It's going to be back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back wins. It's going to be five straight wins in a row. I have the Giants in this one. In the last four games, they've given up a combined total of 66 points in the last four games. They give up the 20, 17, 17, and 12. They've won four in a row. That's insane. Obviously, against weak teams, other than the Seahawks, they beat the Washington football team, the Eagles, the Bengals, and then obviously the Seahawks where they showed out on defense. I think Kyler Murray is obviously getting healthy again uh, from his injury that he had that was hampering him the last couple weeks against the Pats and the Rams, but there's something about this New York team that they're not giving up. Uh, and they have the fire in them and the will to win where at the moment they sit up top in first place in the NFC East, the abysmal NFC East to say the least, but they're still in first. I see the New York Giants moving to six and seven and staying at first place in the NFC East. Uh, and then listen, Cole McCoy, you're right. He won't lead their team to another win. Uh, but Daniel Jones will be back. He will be full go against the Cardinals. So you won't have to rely on Colt McCoy. It's going to be the Daniel Jones show. Even with that, Vince, I'm still going to pick the Cardinals. Um, I didn't realize that they won, you know, four in a row. So thank you for inciting me. Thank you for letting me know about Daniel Jones. Wasn't aware about that, but even then, um, I, I still pick the Cardinals in this one, and I will make a point um, and talk about something that you said. You stated that the the Giants have a fire in them um, and have a will to win, and uh, that I, I strongly agree with that. And I agree with the fact that if we are talking about purely effort in this NFC East, the Giants have the effort, the Giants have the fire, the Giants have the determination to win when all odds are against them for example last week um and i'm gonna be be completely honest looking at this from a completely just numbers standpoint what it should be the cowboys and the eagles and i i mean when it comes to skill i wouldn't put the giants at the top let me say that but when it comes to effort and determination to win a game that is what this Giants team has that the other three lack, since somewhat of. So I definitely see them keeping this close. Um, but as of right now, I'm still still going to say the Cardinals are going to pull this one off. I mean, it, it, I think it's going to happen. But anyways, 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 let's talk about your, your favorite quarterback because we need to get the ball rolling. Tom Brady going off against Kurt Cousins. And the Minnesota Vikings down in Tampa. Tampa Bay has allowed 74.2 rush yards per game this season. That is the fewest in the NFL going against a big-name running back at Dalvin Cook. This is a – I believe this is a flip a coin, and I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why, Vince. You're shaking your head. I am. Let me tell you why. 
Um, it, I I think Tampa Bay. Actually, let me let me change that a little bit. It's not a, it's not a bunch of a flip of a coin. Um, it's I'm going to favor the Bucks, um, and I will tell you why. Going off of that one stat and remembering how terrible this Vikings defense is, um, the the Bucks will win. I take back the whole coin flip discussion. The Bucks will win this game. Um, they will stop Dalvin Cook. They will throw all over this Vikings defense. Uh, and pull this off. Vince, you probably thought I was going to pick the Vikings in this one, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I corrected myself and remembered how terrible this Vikings D is. Um, so I, I'm picking the Bucks in this one. Vince, where, where are you going? Yeah, man, everybody, we're just a little bit off our game real quick. Me, because of alcohol. John, because of his two-sided hair. But uh... <laughs> Dang. <laughs> calling shots, I have the Buccaneers man. in this one. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout as well. Um, man, the more and more I talk about these games, the more and more I get insight that I honestly wasn't thinking about to start the week. Um, best bets are all around this week. Uh, man, this one's super intriguing. I have the Buccaneers. I don't want to get into this. I love the betting aspect of football, especially in sports in general. Obviously, you're going to have to wait until Saturday morning for that episode to drop of Beat the Books. But I'm leaning the Buccaneers. I'm not very impressed by Kirk Cousins, and I never have been. Uh, All the way back from his days with the Washington Redskins at the time, now the football team. But he's just a quarterback that can manage a football game. And that game-winning drive he had a couple weeks ago, And then obviously last week as well against a weak Jacksonville team where they shouldn't have never went to overtime and just outright won the game easily. Uh, They just couldn't find a way to do that. Uh, Dalvin Cook or not, I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a very tough time against this Buccaneers defense. Uh, And you're right, my favorite quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, as a longtime, lifetime Patriots fan. Uh, I want Tom Brady to do very well. Uh, and I see him pulling this out in a big way uh, in convincing fashion at that. Uh, eight and five Buccaneers after week 14, looking strong. And I, honestly, I think this is a must win as well for the Buccaneers. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they have to have a good spot in the playoffs. So absolutely. Absolutely. Let's take a trip to the city of bets, the city of gambling, Las Vegas, where you have the Colts facing the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, you have the Colts. Um, they're 8-4. and four. They're a good team. They're a solid team. They have had some mishaps um, this past season. They had, you know, um, they, they, they lost to the Titans. Um, they've lost to the Jags. They've lost to the Browns um, and obviously the Ravens. Um, and I think that – you know, if we compare kind of what the Colts have done to what the Raiders have done, it's pretty similar. But one thing I believe in this game uh, that will be the deciding factor is really how the Raiders will bounce back from almost losing to the worst team in the NFL. The Raiders almost blew it. Um, I mean, the Jets did blow it. But the Raiders almost lost to a 0-11 team where the Colts played them and they won 36-7. to Um I'm just going to make that statement right there. I'm picking the Colts 100% in this game to beat the Raiders. 
And to keep in mind, the Raiders have given up 30 plus points in the last, uh, not given up the 30, uh, they've scored 30 plus points in the last four to last five games, which is a big point. So this, this is going to be a high scoring game, I believe. Um, same with the Colts. They put up a lot of points this season. Um, I think this game is going to side for the Colts though. I really think that the Colts will pull this off in the end um, and beat this Las Vegas team. Vince, how do you think uh, Phillip Rivers is going to go against Derek Carr and how do you think the Colts could beat this Raiders team or really where do you see this game going? Yeah, man, I've been super disappointed in the Raiders the past couple weeks. Uh, if they weren't playing the Jets, they would have lost last week. The Jets, only Jets, right? They they do Jets type of, type of things where they give up a 42-yard play uh, to end the game and lose it. Uh, so in my mind, the Raiders lost that game, I, even though they got the win to move to seven and five. Uh, the Colts are obviously in a most uh, must win for the division, along with the Titans as well. I have the Colts very easily in this one. Uh, and like I said, I'm just I'm loving the best bet scenario. I'm going to continue to push this episode. It's going to be a very good one. Uh, I love this matchup with the Colts and the Raiders. Uh, where the spread is at at the moment. Um, and obviously the over on there in this one, I think it's going to be a a low-scoring game on this one. Uh, the Raiders' offense does not impress me. And then the Colts are going to try to slow the game down, I believe. Uh, and their defense is very good as well. Uh, with a Derek Carr-led offense, I'm not too, I guess... I'm not too encouraged by a Derek Carr-led offense. I don't give a fuck who they're playing against at this point. So the early season antics that they were providing and beating the the Chiefs, uh, given the Chiefs their only loss of the year. By the way, I picked the Raiders in that game. Uh, I have the Colts big in this one. Uh, so not too much to really talk about, but I think Naheem Hines is going to have another big game. Uh and then that three-headed monster for the Colts at the running back position. Phillip Rivers is just going to dump the ball off if he has to 20 times a fucking game. He's done that his entire career. Uh, so just expect the Colts to dominate time of possession. Uh, defense is going to show out against a terrible Raiders offense. Uh, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on Derek Carr. So expect some good things with the Colts. And talking about terrible offenses and really terrible teams altogether, we're going to talk very quickly about this next game. You have the Seahawks, Jets, um, just Seahawks in Seattle. They're going to win. Um, Vince, I, I mean, I, I know the Jets came close to beating the Raiders, but the Raiders are nowhere near half the team of what Seattle was. And Seattle's just going to – they're going to smoke them. They're, it's going to be bad. It, it's going to be a good uh, – just it's, it's, it's just going to be a bad game. Um, I don't see the Jets pulling this one off in any way. Please no, I don't see the Jets pulling this one off by by any stretch of the imagination, but the Seahawks have no shot in the playoffs this year. In all honesty, they might get ousted in the first round. And honestly, I see the Rams winning that division as well. The Seahawks' defense is terrible. They need work. I mean, you can't fucking work a little work they need a complete transformation it's like someone on the biggest loser trying to lose 300 pounds and completely change their life uh 
they have a better shot at losing 300 pounds than the Seahawks being a notable team on defense to win them games. Uh, I'm not going to pick the Jets to win this, but it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if the, the Seahawks surprisingly did not show up on offense for a second straight week. Um, and having two terrible, terrible losses against the Giants and then the Jets to follow up. Maybe the teams in New York are just ready to kick some ass in uh, in Seattle. And uh, I have the Seahawks. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win comfortable. But it would not surprise me to see the Jets make it a highly contested game. Yeah, I would agree that the Seahawks are definitely going to give up points. The Seahawks are going to give up points in this game. And it's what they've done all season long. They just give up points left and right um, because their defense is just not not very good um, at all. And like you said, they need a complete transformation. They need something else on that team to get them started because that defense is just just bad, just bad. you got to be good on both sides of the ball. Um, But anyways, let's talk about two teams. Um, that are four and eight and three and nine. We're going to talk about the Falcons and the Chargers showing off in Inglewood, um, California. Uh, Ryan Herb, uh, Ryan, Matt, wow, we'll call him Ryan Herbert. Wow, wow, Matt you, Ryan, struggling. We are struggling. Matt Ryan, yeah, Justin Herbert, both rank in the top ten in pass yards per game this season. So they are both gunslingers. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I think they're both going to be kind of throwing the ball around um, this 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 field. Um, and looking at this just from a pure record standpoint, I really don't know. Um, it's, it's, I think this is a, a, I think I will stay by this. This is a coin flip game for me personally. Um, I mean, I think the Falcons have more weapons. I think the Falcons have better weapons. That's why they have one more win. Do they have a better quarterback? Do they have better weapons? Ah, that's that's a stretch, but okay. I mean, okay, okay, fair. I mean, both teams. I'm not saying that the listen Falcons to this: Keenan Allen, for- Mike Williams. They have Austin Eckler back on the Falcons side. They have Julio Jones if healthy. They have Calvin Ridley, and then Todd Gurley as well. Uh, you can make the argument that the Falcons have a better cast on offense but i'd argue that the chargers have a better cast on offense especially coming off a abysmal and embarrassing loss to the patriots i think there's going to be a little bit of a fire under the chargers but i think i'm going to lean the same way on you uh i'm assuming you're picking the falcons huh, yeah i'm picking the falcons this one and what i meant was like i'm not saying that the falcons have overall better weapons 100 like it's a it, you know it's you have like a you know a you know an amateur versus a professional i'm talking to they're both very competitive and i'm just barely giving the edge to the falcons so because i know the Chargers have weapons everybody that you mentioned they are all weapons um but mm-hmm. in this matchup i'm i'm leaning more towards the falcons and what they can do um and may, you know they they'll get five wins five five and eight you know it's just it's one of those years for this team i mean i'm not a huge fan of matt ryan never have been um so I, I still think the Falcons can pull this off, though. Um, not really sure how the Chargers can, but that's what my pick is. So there's that yeah, game. I mean, I have the Falcons as well, but I mean, I think it'll be a, a high-scoring game. Uh, both defenses have struggled. Uh, the Falcons have actually looked 
uh, fairly competitive. They lost last week to the Saints and then completely obliterated the, the struggling Raiders. But uh, agreed, I have the Falcons in this one. Uh, it's not quite a coin flip at the moment per Vegas, but uh, it's very close. So agreed on that one. Anyways, let's talk about another team um, that associates with birds. We have the Eagles and the Saints showing off in Philadelphia. Birdies. You have Jalen Hurts, thank God, making his first start for this Philadelphia team. Yes, sir. Get Carson Wentz out there. That boy sucks. I've, 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 I don't know if I've ever been excited to watch an Eagles game, um, unless they play the Cowboys. But I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do at QB. Um, I'm really excited to see, you know, what he can do in his first official start. He had a, he had a great touchdown throw last week. Um, Vince is doing a terrible Snapchat to somebody. I don't even know who it was, but he was sticking his tongue out. Um, we're not going to mention that. But anyways, we have the Saints and the Eagles. I'm picking the Saints in this one. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is going to make it interesting, though. I think he's going to have a great game. Um, but I think the Saints overall have too many weapons on this team compared to the Eagles. Um, so Saints by a long shot. Vince, do you think the Saints can win this, or do you think Jalen Hurts is going to surprise us all and the Eagles are going to win again? Yeah, man, I'll pick the Saints, and I, I keep on – I want to say necessarily betting against Taysom Hill and the Saints. Taysom Hill has been surprisingly, in my opinion, efficient uh, throwing the ball, uh, especially last week against the Falcons' struggling defense. But the Eagles are right there in the same boat with the Falcons on defense. They're struggling. Uh, I have the Saints as well. I think it's going to be a, a easily handled game. Uh, with the Saints move to eleven and two, the Eagles drop to a three eight. Or it'll be three nine and one at that point. Uh, with Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, boy out of Tennessee. By the way, represent my guy. By the way, the Tennessee program is embarrassing. You gave that man no playing time. Uh, nonetheless. Um. Yeah, the Saints have way too many offensive weapons. Uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, and company. Uh, no match up uh, on the Eagles side, on the defensive side, where I think they could stop the Saints. Uh, easy matchup here for the Saints. They're just going to roll uh, to an 11-2 record on the season going into week 15. Absolutely. So going to the next one, we're going to kind of speed this up a little bit. We have the Washington football team against the 49ers. Um, I think that the football team's defense is good. Um, I'm hesitant to say it, but I want, I'm, I'm going to say it. And I'm actually going to pick Washington in this game. Um, I, I, I don't like doing that, but I, I'm going to take a complete non-biased approach here and pick Washington off of what I saw them do and exposing the Steelers, and you can probably assume who I will pick in the next game that we're going to talk about, the Steelers and the Bills, um, based off of that exposure. But right now I'm picking Washington to beat the 49ers um, okay. in this in this game. So that is that is kind of my, you know, a little bit of an upset of the, of, of the week, if you want to call it that, because the football team is not a – they're by no means a good team. But I they're think – They're the they, best team I, in the NFC East, John. Okay, I can agree. I'll, I'll, yes, I uh, agreed. Yes, yes. They would fucking they have the best, they have the best quarterback that is healthy. 
They would slaughter the Cowboys. Oh, wait, they already did. <laughs> well, if you watch that game, you would know that that slaughtering happened within a matter of 30 seconds to a minute. So, um, yes, John, excuses, excuses. Yeah, the, the I'm not saying we're good. I don't I'm want not a Super Bowl in how many years? All right. Yeah, yeah. So you have the the football team. I'm going to go ahead and pick the 49ers. This is why I say this. Uh, Nick Mullins is a a reasonable and halfway competent backup quarterback. He's not bad. He's not great, but he's not bad. He's decent. Um, also, San Francisco's defense has given up 326 yards total Per game this season, that's sixth fewest in the NFL. Uh, Alex Smith, very good comeback story, comeback player of the year. Uh, I, I see a lot of people wanting to name that trophy after him. By all means, uh, that dude is he's balling out of control right now. Just beat the undefeated Steelers, obviously with the help of Chase Young on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but I have the 49ers in this one. I think if Raheem Mostert is completely healthy, uh, he's going to completely dominate the Washington football team on the outside of running the ball. And then also Debo Samuel. That man is a man amongst boys coming out of South Carolina. I love them coming out of South Carolina. I think he's going to have another big game this week uh, with a struggling secondary on the football team. Uh the defensive line and the linebacking core for the football team is very strong, but they're not going to have to rely on that uh, with Debo Samuel on the outside dominating those weak and pathetic and abysmal corners. So like John said, he's picking the football team. That obviously means he's picking the team that I'm not picking next on the slate. On the slate, I uh, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at 11-1. and one. And the Buffalo Bills, 9-3 and three in the Sunday night matchup. I'm picking the Bills. I'm picking the Bills because Pittsburgh got exposed. And once you've been exposed, there is no coming back. And I think, like you said it earlier in the podcast, Vince, this Pittsburgh team is not as good as what the league made them out to be. Yes, they are a great team. Yes, they are probably one of the best. But do they deserve an 11-1 and one record? No, they deserve an 11-2 and two record. And that's what they're going to get after this week when the Bills beat them. Granted, they do have the third-best ranked defense in the league. Um, I will give them that. Um, but what I'm going to say is the Bills will win this game. Vince, why are you holding up your cat? I like holding pussy. Uh, <laughs> but I have the Steelers in this one, and – the fact that you say that they don't deserve an 11 and one record, every team that has the record that they do deserves what they have. That's what they have earned. And that's what they got. Uh, do I think the Steelers are a 11 and one team uh, based off of previous teams that have had the same record, if not better? No, I do not. But I, I think they deserve what they have. Uh, they won the games that they won, obviously, and they lost against to the the football team, but a very good defensive football team at that. Um, the Bills as well struggle on defense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I have the Steelers going 12-1 and at Orchard Park. Uh, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen as well, but 
I just see the Bills struggling against the run and also through the air. I just think they're not going to be able to outscore the Steelers in this one. Uh, flip a coin, I guess, but for me, I have the Steelers in a handedly fashion in this one. Uh, so Interesting. I watch Big Ben to just he'll manage the game the way he needs to, and I don't think he's going to make very many, if any, mistakes against the Bills defense. Well, finishing up our last game, we're talking about the Ravens and the Browns. Nine and three Ravens, seven and five. Wow, no, nine and three Browns, seven and five Ravens. Um, Vince, how do you think this game is going to go off? We obviously, the Ravens beating the Cowboys this past Tuesday and the Browns beating the Titans. Vince, where do you see this game going? Yeah, it's going to be a very low-scoring game, uh, a slow-paced game at bat. Uh, both teams uh, rank in the bottom of speed per play uh, or play per minute. Um, the Ravens don't necessarily run a no-huddle offense. They don't unless they have the complete momentum and they're trying to push the ball downfield. I haven't seen them do that very often this year. Along with the Browns as well, the Browns are going to try and stay on the ground and run it. Obviously, Baker Mayfield had a fucking airfield type of day uh, last week against the Titans, but the Titans secondary is terrible. Uh, the Ravens are slightly better, and I think they're going to be able to contain Mayfield through the air, uh, which means that the Browns have to then rely on the running game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh Man, there's a lot of different sides I like on this game, not just betting. And and I keep on bringing on the betting, and I don't want to bring it into the, the weekly talk show, but there's a lot of different uh, sides that I like in this game. Uh, I picked the the Ravens 17-9 to nine in this one. Normally, I don't like giving out a score pick, but I feel pretty confident in the 17-9. to nine. I think the Browns are going to struggle uh, coming off of a hot week against the Titans. It only means that they're going to have regression, and I think it's going to be in a big way against the Ravens. So I would agree. Uh, also, I would agree. Lamar Jackson has struggled the entire year, uh, but he got some nice runs off last week, uh, which was the deciding factor. Actually, it was yesterday as we're recording this, two days ago when it goes up on Thursday against the Cowboys. They won 37-17. to and uh, easily covered that spread of a 10, 10 and a half. Just depends on where you found that game. So, so yeah, I'm going to pick the the Ravens in this one too, just because, you know, like you mentioned, regression, that there's no way that the, the Browns are going to put up 38 points and a half against the Ravens. That's just not going to happen. Um, I, I think it will be another low. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't think it's going to be as low as you say. I will think both teams are going to score double digits. Um, but what I will say is I will say that um, this game will be an exciting one. And would you ever think that the Browns would have a better record than Lamar Jackson? Um, that That's kind of a very, that, that's an interesting thing. If you would have said that a couple of years ago, you would have thought I was crazy. Um, so you're looking at a battle of really the two top rush offenses in this league showing off for you on Monday night, December 14th, 11 days before Christmas and the holiday season um, in that point. So that is our weekly preview for week 14. Um, a lot of interesting, good matchups this week. So next 
Vince, we have the injury report. So do you see any major injuries coming out um, of this past week, week 13? No, I mean, listen, I'm not too up to date on the injury report. It's something that we need to implement into the show, and I need to uh, be better prepared for it. Uh, On the injury side of the, the, the ball, though, I don't really remember too many nagging injuries or big breaking news injuries in the week of week 13 for the NFL football. But um, listen, Alex Smith, I'm, I'm actually a little bit concerned about him. It was his uh, opposite leg where he had the, the compound fracture and surgery on last uh, actually a couple years ago. That is Uh I don't know if you saw that picture, John, but he was bleeding. It was from bleeding, yeah. It was pretty bad. Ankle or whatever. It looked like Roger Clemens in the fucking playoffs against the Yankees, where uh, he completely bled through his sock. Um, not too sure what happened there. Uh, Kyler Murray is another one. His ribs are they? Is he fully healthy? Is my main concern going into the Giants game? That was the same concern last week going into the Rams. Uh, he looked a little bit more mobile than he did against the Patriots. Uh, they kind of took that part of the game away from Kyler uh, a couple weeks ago against the Pats. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to there. Uh, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. I know a couple weeks ago he took a huge hit, I believe against the Cowboys, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'm just I'm a little bit worried about that. He didn't look too good last week, but then again, it is Dalvin Cook. He's gonna have his off weeks, but then he's gonna have games where he's absolutely exploding. Uh nothing too crazy though, John, unless you have something that I'm missing. Uh it no, seemed to I mean, be a yeah. fairly non injury related type of week in week 13, which is always good to see. So it just no, seems to me like Later on in the season, you don't necessarily see some of the bigger injuries in the NFL uh, where their bodies are starting to get more accustomed to the hits and the punishment that they're taking on a week-to-week basis uh, like they do earlier on in the year uh, where ACLs are blowing out left and right. So, Yeah, I would agree. So going off of you know what that – go up about Alex Smith. Um, so it, it literally just looks like his leg just kind of started – bleeding um uh, there's really not a report why but it was obviously very clear that there was blood gushing out of his leg and he even said quote um i saw blood gushing out of my leg um he kind of seemed unfazed by it and just kind of got it taped up but um other than that yeah there's really no big injuries this week um in the nfl i'm really glad to see you know him back on the field um because you know as a cowboys fan you know you have some NFC's rivals, but when it comes to an injury like he had, um, it, it was terrible, and I've always felt for him, but I kind of feel for him on a completely different level, knowing that Dak had a very similar injury um, to it to a leg um, that could potentially end his career. It potentially could have ended Alex Smith's career, but you're seeing what he's doing in Washington, so hats off to him. Um, but anyways, talking about our third segment, it is my favorite time of the podcast. Oh, it yeah. Is- tequila time or whatever you're drinking time with vince so blue moon blue moon moon time with vince uh so you have one minute to talk about anything you want it can be nfl i'm going to actually extend this to anything it can be sports it can be food it can be i don't even know what you want to talk about i don't know i don't really 
you know, care what you talk about as long as you talk about for a minute, because I know it's going to be good. Whatever you say is good because you always say good things. So Vince, you have one minute on the clock to rant about anything you want and you, your time starts in three, two, one, go. Yeah. So really quick, it's going to be more of a personal touch on this one. I kind of came to my heart and mind real quick. Uh, the side of depression, if you guys have it, by all means, uh, go to the suicide hotline. That's something that I struggle with. I don't necessarily talk to anybody uh, about. There's only a couple people that necessarily know about my depression, and John is not one of them. Um, but if you guys have a problem with that, no matter what you're going through in life, uh, you need to get it fixed. You need to get it taken care of because uh, just a couple of years ago, I actually went to the ER and got an outstanding ER bill. Uh, to where I wanted to kill myself. And uh, it was the first time I took action to kind of fix it. And it was a very scary moment in my life. I remember uh, making an aggressive move where I actually threw my phone at my windshield. It's still cracked to this day and I keep it cracked and I don't get it fixed for a reason. It kind of reminds me of the struggle that I went through at one of the hardest times in my life where I was actually homeless. John doesn't even know that, but I was homeless for about two weeks. Uh, and I'm trying not to go through that again uh, at the moment. Uh, with what I'm going through in my life, uh, that's personal. I'll keep it to myself uh, and to myself only. Uh, but like I said, depression is no joke. It's something that a lot of people deal with. A lot of people do fake as well. So you need to be weary of that. But it, it's a real thing. It's a it's a disease at that. It's honestly a, uh, a worse pandemic than what we're going through with COVID-19. And it's something that you 100%. should not joke around with. Uh, mental health is a, it's a thing that I think is starting to trend more in today's society, not necessarily for a good reason, but it's something that needs to be uh, at least acknowledged and taken care of. Uh, but yeah, that it, more on a personal note, but it's something that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis, have since I was five years old. I was actually in a near-death car accident when I was five. Uh, luckily enough that God was watching over me that day, uh, and I survived. But, um, yeah, I've had some other things happen as well, but uh, pushing along, I guess. I'm failing, but I'm pushing along. So, Well, Vince, I, I applaud you for saying that, um, putting it out there, because I think more. I think it needs to be more normalized, and, and you saw you saw Dak do that. Um you saw, I don't know if you watched The Bachelorette, but that is a interesting show if you decide to watch it. But um, actually one of the guys, um, you know, kind of confessed to, you know, that kind of same situation, actually. Um, I watched that episode today and I think it definitely needs to be more, you know, de- definitely discussed uh, because like you said, it is, it is a disease. It is, you know, it, it tears people apart. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be normalized. Um, because especially right now with the pandemic and everybody's inside, you know, it's, it takes a toll. It takes a toll on people. Um, so I applaud you for bringing that up. Um, I know this is ending on a very personal topic and a very, um, sensitive topic, but, um, that's the world we're living in. We need to be authentic. We need to be real. We need to share what's actually going on. Um, so Vince, thank you for sharing that with everybody. Thank you for sharing that with, um, all of our listeners, no matter how big or how small, um, we all care. You care. I care. The fans care. Um, and that is how we are going to end this weekly NFL talk show um, with yours truly, John DeRuderis and Mr. Vincent Haddon. Uh, yes, this is JD 
and Lil V, as we would call it back in the NFL alarm days, uh, which does yeah. not exist anymore because we are now short lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, short lived, really like three weeks. Um, but this is John and V signing out. Peace.